All right, well, let's take our Bibles and turn to Joshua chapter number 6 tonight. Book of Joshua chapter number 6. We're going to pick up where we left off last week. We're going to be talking about victory and obedience once again. Tonight's part 2, a faith that brings down walls. We read in the Bible about many men and women of God who did great things for God in their days. I enjoy those stories. People just trusting God, believing God, and God doing great things in their life and through their lives. Many of those are referred to in Hebrews 11, which is widely known as God's Hall of Faith chapter. There we, uh, we find God's people doing great things for God's glory, and in every instance, they did it by faith. If you're going to do anything great for God, it's going to be done by faith. And it has been and always will be the principle of by faith if anyone ever accomplishes anything great for God. It only makes sense then that if, if we want to accomplish anything great for God, then we must do it also by faith. Now, in order to, just, uh, to know just what effective faith involves, and by effective faith, I mean a faith that gets things done, that is, a faith that works. Amen. We're not talking about intellectual assent. We're talking about you believe God and it puts you, it motivates you to do something. Um, we need to study God's examples of folks who did uh, things by faith. And Joshua is one of those mentioned in the Hall of Faith. Uh, the Bible says in Hebrews 11.30, you don't have to turn there, but it says, By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. So just that one line there tells us about what we're going to be looking at tonight. <clears throat> Tonight we want to see what was involved in this faith that brought these walls down. First thing we see, it was a faith that involved confidence in the Word of the Lord. A confidence in the Word of the Lord. Or we could say reliance on God's Word. Joshua chapter number 6, verse number 1 and 2, Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel, none went out, none came in. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given unto thine hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. And we saw last week that uh, God said it's yours. Y'all just be obedient to me. Y'all do what I tell you to do. And, and I'll, give, I'll give you the victory. Now, the victory's going to be mine, but it'll be, uh, you'll be sharing in the victory. Now, um, we, we, someone came up with an acronym uh, many years back. Uh, you used to see a lot of merchandise in uh, Christian bookstores using this acronym, FROG, F-R-O-G. means fully rely on God. Fully rely on God. Uh, and Joshua and the children of Israel, that's what they needed to do. They had a promise from the Lord that we saw last week. I'm not going to reiterate that. But the children of Israel had directions from the Lord. We also saw that in verses 3 through 5. They were to compass the city, according to verse 3. All the men of war were to march around the city, uh, and they were to go around it once a day for six days. The priests were to take part, according to verse number 4, and uh, by bearing the Ark of the Covenant, and by bearing, the ark, uh, bearing before the Ark seven trumpets of ram's horns. And then the seventh day was to be the climax we saw last week, they were to compass the city seven times on the seventh day. And they were to blow the trumpets and make a long blast with the ram's horn. And at the sound of the trumpet, the people were to give a great shout. And God said, then the walls of the city would fall down flat and the people would ascend up every man into the city. 
Now, when you understand how we talked about it, the thickness of those walls, and that there was really two walls that were there, <laughs> and the uh, uh, very thick walls, and to, um, to our fleshly heart, we say, no way. Right? I mean, it just, just doesn't make sense that that would happen. We're, we're talking about God. There's nothing that's impossible with God. And God said He was going to give them the victory. They had God's track record to rely upon. The Red Sea was an obstacle that they had dealt with many years earlier, but the Lord had parted it and they went through on dry ground. The flood stage waters of the Jordan River we saw in chapter number 2 were an obstacle, but the Lord had parted them. It was a faith that involved confidence in the Word of the Lord. The Lord... said it, and they just believed it. And that's the way we're supposed to do. Our faith must be the same. We have the promises of God, don't we? He's given us His Word. And I thank God we live in the time that we do. Think about think about Joshua and the children of Israel. They didn't have so much of the Word of God as what we have. But they had to believe God. You have to believe what you're given. And you know, we got the, the promises of God. We got His Word. We have directions of God. God's given us commands of what He wants us to do. And we have a lot more of God's track record, don't we? I mean, we see all the mighty examples of what God has done throughout the, throughout the Word of God. Uh, we have His words. So, uh, we need to have a faith that involves confidence in the Word of the Lord. Second of all, we see it was a faith that involved compliance to the Word of the Lord. In other words, obedience. We sang about that tonight. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. And that's true. We're trust and obey. The success of the operation was based on each person doing his part. Unity was an essential ingredient to accomplish the will of God for the congregation of God. They had to work together in this. They had to believe. Joshua was called to, to perform his part. Think of verse 6 and 7. Think of verse 6 and 7 says, And Joshua the son of Nun called the priests and said unto them, take, take up the ark of the covenant and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horn before the ark of the Lord. And he said unto the people, Pass on, encompass the city, let him that is armed pass on before the ark of the Lord. Now, Joshua's part was to deliver the message of the Lord. And that's what he did. He delivered God's message. And you know we're not told what anybody said, but you think there might have been a few that was like, "What did you say?" March around the walls for six days, and on the seventh day we walk march around it seven days, and then we just shout. So that don't sound that don't sound legit. <laughs> uh, but nevertheless, God told him that was the message he was supposed to give. Now the, the priests were called to perform their part. There, there in verse 6, he told them that they were to, to bear the Ark of the Covenant and bear the seven trumpets of the ram's horns before the Ark of the Lord. Look down in verse number 13. It says, And seven priests bearing seven trumpets of ram's horn before the Ark of the Lord went on continually and blew with the trumpets. And the armed men went before them, but the reward came after the Ark of the Lord. The the priests going on and blowing the trumpets. So uh, they had their part, uh, the, the priests did. The people called to perform 
uh, their part. They had a part in this too. Verse number 7, he said unto the people, Pass on, compass the city, and let him that is armed pass on before the ark of the Lord. And then verse 10, And Joshua uh, had commanded the people, saying, Ye shall not shout, nor make any noise with your voice, neither shall any word proceed out of your mouth until the day I bid you shout, then shall ye shout. So they had to play quiet mouse while they were marching those first six days and even the, in the marching the seven times around uh, uh, on the, the seventh day. Just think about that. Uh, but they did their part. The, the success of the operation was based on each person doing his part. And you know, that's the way God's church is. Every person doing their part. You know, God's placed us in this body and we're going to talk about this on Sunday night. So I'm not going to get into a whole lot of that. But Sunday evening we'll, we'll be talking about uh, our part in, in uh, God's church, our part, part in the body. And you know, that's, we continue on the message that we began a uh, week before last. And so you'll be here Sunday evening at 6 and uh, we'll, we'll give you more on that. But God's Word was to be carried out in an orderly fashion. Uh, God's Word is to be carried out in God's time in it. I mean, God gave them the time. Now, they woke up one morning and said, you know, we're a little tired from walking around there uh, yesterday. I think we're going to skip today. Uh, would they have gotten victory? No, they wouldn't have. And God's Word is to be carried out in God's time. It would take seven days to accomplish His will. You know, I'm sure there were some that said, well, why don't we, why don't we just march around the seven times and didn't, didn't shout? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's not what God told him to do. There was no way to shortcut. Someone once said, when you try to shortcut, most times you end up getting cut short. And that's true. Don't look for a shortcut to, to God's will and God's way. Uh, so God's Word is to be carried out in God's time. God's Word is to be carried out in God's way, giving attention to the details of what He says. Everything that He told Joshua was important. And so it was necessary for Joshua to deliver that to the people uh, as, he, as he received it from God. And the people needed to carry it out uh, just as they had received it. God's Word is to be carried out uh, fully. The city was to be taken on the seventh day. Look at verse number 15 to 16. Verse number 15 to 16, It came to pass on the seventh day that they rose early about the dawning of the day, encompassed the city after the same manner seven times. Only on that day they compassed the city seven times. Um, and it says in verse 16, And it came to pass at the seventh time when the priests blew with the trumpets, uh, Joshua said unto the people, Shout, for the, Lord shall, uh, for the Lord hath given you the city. Shout, for the Lord hath given you the city. Um, so we see that uh, it, it took uh, seven days. Look at verse 20 and 21. And here they get to the end uh, of their march around. And it says in verse 20, So the people shouted when the priests blew the trumpets, and it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the people shouted with a great shout, uh, that the wall fell down flat, so that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. Just like God said. Amen. It says verse 21, And they, they utterly destroyed all that was in the city, both man and woman, young and old and ox, 
and sheep and ass and with the edge of the sword. Um, so this, we see the city was to be taken on the seventh day, but there were some additional things that need to be taken care of. We remember Rahab, right? From chapter number two. And uh, of course, Rahab was to be taken care of. Rahab and her family, uh, the family that was under her roof whenever they got there to, to do what God told them to do, uh, were to be spared. Look at verse 17. Look at verse 17. It says, And the city shall be accursed, even it and all that are therein to the Lord. Only Rahab the harlot shall live, she and all that are with her in the house, because she hid the messengers that we sent. Look down to verse 22. So, but Joshua said unto the two men that had spied out the country, Go into the harlot's house and bring out thence the woman all that she hath, as ye swear unto her. And the young men that were spies went in and brought out Rahab and her father and her mother and her brethren and all that she had. And they brought out all her kindred and left them without the camp of Israel. Um, so we see uh, that she was spared, praise the Lord, just like the Lord said that she would be. And the wealth of Jericho uh, belonged to the Lord. Uh, verse 18 and 19, where they were given a warning here, and this is important when we get to chapter number 7, because we're going to see uh, they weren't fully obedient. They were obedient enough to see the walls come down, and to, and to get a victory at uh, Jericho, but uh, their lack of obedience in one in this area right here caused some problems for them in chapter number seven. Verse eight, look at verse eighteen and nineteen. And ye, in any wise, keep yourselves from the accursed thing, lest ye make yourselves accursed when ye take of the accursed thing and make the camp of Israel accursed and trouble it. But all the silver and gold, and vessels of brass, and iron are consecrated unto the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. So what do we see here? The wealth of Jericho belonged to the Lord. Look at verse 24. It says, And they burnt the city with fire, and all that was therein, only the silver, and the gold, and the vessels of brass, and of iron, they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. What a wonderful lesson for us, what the Lord redeems, is His. It's His victory. Amen? Amen? Think about our salvation. Our salvation is God's victory. Amen. He, Amen. he sent His only begotten Son. And uh, so therefore, we belong to Him. <laughs> uh, the, the Lord redeems His. And they did not win the battle. The Lord won the battle. And when God saves us, uh, Likewise, we are to realize that we are not our own. We are bought with a price, and we are to glorify God in our body and our spirit, which are God's, according to 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19 and 20. So, we've seen it was a faith that involved confidence in the Word of the Lord. It was a faith that involved compliance to the Word of the Lord. And then it was a faith that involved continuing in the Word of the Lord. I want you to think about that, the pers persistence that it took on their part. They had to continue and be persistent in spite of what else, whatever else they had going on. Whatever else they had going on was to be set aside. They said, well, wait a minute. Is this next week? We're going to do this next week? I, well, you know, I, I've got a vacation I'd already planned. 
or I got this, or I got that, or I got the other. No, that's not the way it works. Persistent in spite of business, persistence in spite of ridicule. Can you imagine as they went around each day, walking around the, uh, the walls, that maybe there were some shouts coming from uh, the top of a wall, uh, ridiculing them for their, uh, their plan or, or what they were doing. Realizing, I'm sure there was confidence in the people of Jericho in those walls. Their confidence was misplaced, you know. And you know, we need to realize that uh, our our faith can be misplaced too. Uh, we need to make sure we got our faith in the Lord. But in spite of ridicule that was coming their way, I'm sure some of them felt like quitting. Well, you know, we can't say nothing back to them, and. and I've had enough of this. No. God said, you go around one day, six days, then on the seventh day, you go seven times. And so, it was persistence even, not only in spite of business and in spite of ridicule, but persistence in spite of apparent failure. I mean, when they went around that first day, there was no change in the wall. When they went around the first six times on the seventh day, there was no change in the wall. When they went around that seventh time, up to the point that the ram's horns were being blown, there was no change in the wall. But when those when those ram's horns were blown and they obeyed God, what God told them to do, and they shouted the shout, those walls came down. He said, how did that happen, God? You know, what did God do? I don't know, but it's just God. God brought it down. It, it was a faith that brought the blessings of the Lord. I mean, the, the instructions were clear. There was no room for human reasoning here. You know, we try to figure things out sometimes. And uh, rather than just taking God at His word, uh, there's no reason, no, uh, no room for human schemes. No, no room for approved military tactics here. God told them specifically what they were to do. This plan was ordered by... Uh, really commanded by the Lord and Joshua, and the people were simply to obey by faith. And Hebrews 11 verse 30 tells us that Jericho fell by faith. Faith is what brought it down. So I said, well, it must have been an earthquake. No, it was faith. Faith is what brought it down. <coughs> they believed God, and it showed by their actions. Um, and the question is, do we believe that the Word of God is beneficial to us. 2 Timothy 3, verse 16 to 17 says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. All of Scripture is beneficial. Do we believe that? Well, we ought to be obedient to it. Amen. Do we believe that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much? God's Word says it does. And in James chapter 5, verse 16, do we believe that the Gospel of Christ is the power of God and the salvation? Well, it's in God's Word in Romans 1, verse 16 that it is. Do we believe that faithful church attendance is important? We know from Hebrews 10, 25 that it is. Do we believe that God expects us to tithe and give offerings? 
Malachi 3, verse 10, Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord, if I will not open you the windows of heaven, pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be in... Excuse me. <coughs> shall not be room enough to receive it. If there aren't as many blessings in our lives as we'd like, <laughs> could it be because our obedience is lacking? Could it be because we have no persistence in the things of God? What is the attitude of faith? Well, the attitude of faith is supposed to be taking God at His Word. I like the acronym use an acronym for faith, forsaking all I trust Him. That's a good description of faith. Forsaking all I trust Him. Um, what should be the attitude of faith? Well, faith reckons. The word reckon means to take inventory. We, we, we count. <clears throat> Is God powerful enough to do what He says? Yep. Has God got a track record that He does what He says? Yep. So you reckon that what the Lord says He's going to do, He's going to do. You take it as um, as truth. That's what Abraham did in Romans 4, verse 20 through 22. It says he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what He had promised, He was able also to perform. And therefore, it was imputed to Him for righteousness. So faith reckons... Faith responds. We're to yield our bodies and our spirits to the Lord and we're to respond to His promises in complete acceptance for ourselves. And this is what Israel did as they compassed the walls. They were obeying the commands by faith. And Romans 6.13 tells us, Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God. That's important. As those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Faith responds. Faith reckons. Faith responds. Faith receives. Hebrews 11.1 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. <clears throat> Hebrews 11.6 But without faith it's impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Having reckoned and responded in an act of trust and full expectation, then we will receive our answer by faith. Amen? And then, last of all, faith rests. Faith rests. John 15, verse 4, Abide in me and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. We are to abide in Christ, and that is, uh, we are to rest in Christ continuously for pardon, power for abundant life. And uh, Brother Sam did a great job on the, his message on the abiding in Christ when he filled in for me. The walls of Jericho stood between the Israelites and the abundant life and the promised land that the Lord had promised them. They had God's promise. What stands between us and the abundant life that Christ has promised us? We've been promised in John 10, 10, I come, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Well, the walls of Jericho came down by faith. You think faith is the key? I think so. We need the same kind of faith that they had. And may God help us to have it. Amen. Amen. Alright, that's our Bible study for this evening. Hope it's been a blessing to you. And let me encourage you to, to go back and, and do a continual 
continuous reading of the whole chapter there. And we'll pick up, um, Lord willing, next week uh, and see where they messed stuff at and what the results of that was. All right. Let's uh, pull out our prayer list. We'll pray for the needs and we'll be dismissed with this prayer.